All right. Welcome to the roundtable. I am Jennifer Eller. And with me is Mike Hill, our fearless leader through all these many years. Um, today actually is October 31st, and it is Life Church's 19th birthday. So, yay. You know what? Who would have ever thought? I've had this question a lot. Who would have ever thought in the, the brainstorming of launching a church that you would launch on Halloween? Mm-hmm. You ever think about that? Like who yeah, in the world crazy. came up with that idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe me. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the idea was we were doing these soft launches and, you know, in the beginning there was this projected date we were going to get mm-hmm. everything out. And so we were doing like soft launches, mm-hmm. but it was to the point where doing church in your house, you haven't brought any money in, like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, What's the first Sunday we can get this yeah. done? Yeah. So Halloween. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Turn the day of the dead and, into the day of life. Right. For all you Halloween lovers. <laughs> Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we thought for this podcast, we would just reminisce a little bit about the last um, 19 years and then just talk a little bit about the future. What does it look like for Life Church and the dreams that Mike has for for us? So we're just going to kind of start at the very beginning of how Life Church came to this building. What was um, that process like? Well, you know what the funny thing is? Last you were all, so Nick, Jennifer, and I were all sitting around talking okay. about this. And to think that when they first went to plant the church. They had like three or four people that were going to be the church planners. And I was the last pick. Mm. They were like, we're going to do this guy and this guy and this guy. And then they all bailed out. And mm. so they're like, Hey, they give me a call and said, Hey, we, we want to be able to, to use mm. you and be able to, to do that. So, I mean, that, mm. that I was thinking, isn't that funny mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. you know, God works. And yeah. even though, you know, everybody has a plan mm-hmm. that, you so know. those other guys, did they become church planters? Uh-uh. No, never at all. Okay. Well, it uh-huh. started off that that Life Church in Bluffton was going to plant 10 churches mm-hmm. in 10 years. Like that was their vision. And then, yeah, without getting into all of mm-hmm. the, you know, that, they, you know, we got started. And when we got started, it was they haven't planted a church. Mm-hmm. Well, again, maybe they would say they planted churches in Liberia, which mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't really know. This would be the only one around here, but that was there. They wanted to be, you know, a church planning church. And, you know, the other guys were, uh, well, one wanted to stay bivocational, mm-hmm. you know, and so they were like, and ended up coming here. Greg Luganville, did you ever meet Greg? I didn't, know. Yeah, nope. so great, great guy, but he just wanted to be bivocational mm-hmm. and, uh, but he came and was a part of the church plan and helped out mm-hmm. and they lived in Zanesville and, you know, came over from there. So I, I, that part I did think of, you know, all of the little things that could have changed, just like we come over here, central school, you know, was supposed to be the place mm-hmm. that we were supposed to be. And it was kind of modeled after Life Church Bluffton because they took over the old mm-hmm. Bluffton right. high school. Um, and so we were going to do central school. We had all the plans. We were driving over here and get a call that like, Hey, you know, the superintendent of the schools has made a decision that they don't want mm-hmm. ch- uh, church inside of the central school mm-hmm. building. So it was like going back to ground zero. Mm-hmm. So if you travel around Huntington, like, what are you going to, what are we going to, what building are you going to mm-hmm. pick from? And if you can imagine driving around 
the down. So if you're from Huntington or you've been down here, this building kind of sticks out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, this big building, glass windows. And I don't even know what made me stop here. I was just driving around and I think it was a four lease sign was out there. And yeah, I don't even know how you would make it to really this part of town. Well, because Central you know, wasn't that far. I mean, Central was in the it's downtown. It's in the downtown. It's in right. the heart. But right. I, yeah, that this is just kind of a little I think off the maybe in just sheer desperation <laughs> thinking, I just yeah. quit my job. <laughs> You know, and we're supposed to be over here to plant a church. And now we don't have a building because we wanted to move over here in April and be able to, you know, plant in the fall, you know. And so no building. I mean, how are you going to do it? So I just took out a desperation. And how many buildings were probably even available to... Right yeah, at there that was, time, probably not. I can't, I mean, now you look around, there's all these buildings that you right. did, like rent and stuff. But Yeah, there were some old uh, abandoned churches, mm -hmm. and I think it got turned into an insurance agency mm -hmm. and some other places, but it didn't really fit because from the beginning, I wanted to be able to have a building that could be a multi-purpose mm -hmm. center. You know, I wanted it to be something that was big enough or had enough availability that you could do other things mm -hmm. in it. And some of the other buildings, like you could start a church in them because they were either abandoned churches or mm -hmm. smaller buildings, but it was like, ah, I just don't think, right. you know, that fits the vision, you know, mm -hmm. that at least for me of wanting to be able to come over and plant a church and be able to see that building used mm -hmm. for something else. And then driving around, I think it said for lease. And so I came in mm -hmm. here and grabbed the paper mm -hmm. And they used to play with noon ball, mm. you know, basketball at noon over wow. there. And so I came back and be like, hey, it's driving around. This is the building I saw. Mm. So all the leadership team came over and they looked mm. at it. And I'll never forget. They all looked at it and started laughing. Mm. They're like, there is no possible way that we're going to be able to do a church in there. And I just remember that the guy had it and he crumbled up and threw it in the, the bleachers and they went back to playing basketball. And then, mm -hmm. you know, long story short, cause I was just like trying to sell mm -hmm. the vision. Like we could do a lot mm -hmm. with this. It already's got people in there leasing mm -hmm. and we could, even if we go in there and lease and then mm -hmm. lease with the option to purchase or do something like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it, quite a, quite an ordeal to end up with, you know, 60,000 square foot building mm -hmm. for a church mm -hmm. plant. That's, you know, a gift and a curse. So did they change their mind then? Because you, I mean, of course you're here. Yeah. So, so what happened is, is that to be able to get a building like this, uh, again, you have to do what's called a bargain sale. Mm -hmm. So you have to work with somebody to help with, um, you know, tax incentives and somebody they would help us get started. And so, uh, Trout Mosier from National mm -hmm. Oil, you know, helped us come in and, you know, for that helped get us off the ground mm -hmm. with, um, you know, doing the bargain sale. Mm -hmm. And Tipman Group, who owned it at the time, was like, we don't really want to own anything in Huntington mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it's out of our range and we don't want to really do it. And so I talked to the Tipman Group and then, you know, National Oil got brought in and, yeah, we just looked at it and it was kind of a long shot. I mean, the building had to appraise for a certain amount and then they mm -hmm. had to sell for a certain amount, which was way under what mm -hmm. they wanted to sell it for. And mm -hmm. yeah, I guess God wanted to see us in this building. And, mm -hmm. and in the beginning, it was like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. This is a terrible idea. You have to take care of a 60,000 mm -hmm. square foot building. You have to have leases. But yep. now if you look at it, I mean, what a great blessing mm -hmm. the building's mm -hmm. been in 
Yeah, yeah for so, sure. Yeah, exciting from that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell us about like that first service that you had leading up to that. You know, how many people were here? What what was that experience like through that first couple of months? Yeah, so the the funny thing about coming to Huntington, so it was, so Shane Gerber, mm-hmm. Shane and Jen Gerber moved over here with us. We both lived in Carlisle Crossing. Um, and then they had, they tried to recruit people from, Life Church because it wasn't that far away mm-hmm. to be able to come so that if you were failing at the whole idea of reaching, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how many people can you reach, mm-hmm. you know? And so I used to come over here and I'd go to Richard's and have breakfast. So I'd go to the, mm-hmm. I think they called it the strawberry fest or something. Mm-hmm. They used strawberry to be. Feed. A, yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing about mm-hmm. Huntington was, is that it's kind of clickish, you know, it was very much like if you weren't in the in group, you know, then it was hard to like mm-hmm. be accepted. Mm-hmm. And then there was a group of people that were like, and this is kind of funny. I never thought about it, but there is 110 churches in mm-hmm. Huntington already, you know, but the average church attendance mm-hmm. was like 85 mm-hmm. to 90 people. Um, so anyway, so we were going around, we were trying to meet people, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you have this glamorous idea mm-hmm. that, oh, man, people are just going to be so excited about mm-hmm. a new church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Talk to a lot of people. I think a lot of people's story was, I've been in church. Mm-hmm. I'm never going back. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I had my hand in the fire. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. It was a bad experience mm-hmm. or I had church hurt or, mm-hmm. you know, things yeah. just weren't good. So there were a lot of those conversations mm-hmm. and... Um, and then there's the normal, like when you plan a church, there are people that were going to church, but hated their church and wanted to come and see mm-hmm. if, mm-hmm. you know, this, this church could be, mm-hmm. uh, what they wanted it to be. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, they recruited like, I don't know, hundred, hundred and fifty 150 people. We did a big campaign. We did mm-hmm. billboards and sent out flyers. And so the first Sunday was fun. Talk about the the campaign that you did because we were talking about that. And I meant to try to pull it out. Yeah. What you Yeah, I you forget did. what it actually said, but they took a picture <laughs> with Isaac and he had this big thing of peas in front of him. And it essentially was like you might not like your peas, but you're going to love Life Church. Church. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, a, I mean, I, whoever the marketing person had a way better slogan than that. The slogan was way better. I forgot to even look at it. Yeah. I mean, it was a better slogan than that, but it's Isaac. And he's probably like three or so. Oh, he's yeah, not no, very he was, old. He was, he's was so little. cute. Yeah, he was sitting there and smiling and this big. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, we talk, I, I remember getting it in the mail too. Yeah. Well, you what know? did you think when you got it in the well, mail? Well, we weren't re- ready to come to church. Yeah, so were you like, you know? what a stupid flyer? Oh, uh, I don't I don't know my thoughts. <laughs> we were like, I what kind think- of church puts out a flyer like this? No, but I thought, super cute kid, you know, yeah. so now I adore him, but um, yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, so we did all the things. And so the first Sunday was funny because it was like 275 mm-hmm. people. Um, and yeah, so the idea was. But 275, and how was there 275 people? Yeah, because, because people from Life Church Bluffton yeah, came you, and like. You inflated your numbers. Yeah, no, for sure. You like <laughs> stages so that you don't look like a complete failure, you know, in the beginning. And they call it again. The funny thing is we were trained to be church planners. And so you go through the whole, like, what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and how you're supposed to prepare. But I don't think anything prepares you for mm-hmm. planning a church mm-hmm. and or leading a church. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. think there is preparation for that. And so 
in that they do, mm -hmm. they say, Hey, there's this idea of critical mass. So like mm -hmm. when you parachute drop somebody into a community, you need to get a commitment from at least a hundred mm -hmm. people because a hundred people's mm -hmm. critical mass. So that way, if a new guest mm -hmm. comes, they're yeah. not going to be like, there's three people sitting here. <laughs> yeah, It's like on a Friday night and you drive into the parking lot to go out to eat to the place that has nobody. nobody. Uh -huh. You're like, wait a second. Are they open? Do I go? <laughs> this food must be awful. If you can get on a Friday mm -hmm. night without reservations or a Saturday night without reservations, it probably is awful, mm -hmm. you know? And so the same concept was in a church, like who mm -hmm. wants to show up and there's 10 cars. Right you know, if you're a new believer. And mm -hmm. so the critical mass, those people were supposed to stay for a while, mm -hmm. but it's like everybody, you know, it's, they came with the right intentions, mm -hmm. but only a few people stayed mm -hmm. like Dave Smith, Tom and Pam Heckbert, yep. you know, they were people that, you know, they came from the beginning and they mm -hmm. stayed and, you know, they wanted to, mm -hmm. to be a part of it. Everybody else came and it was like, cool. Mm -hmm. Hey, we launched mm -hmm. a church, but the idea that, mm -hmm. you know, you were going to, you it's know. hard work. Oh, I mean, yeah. 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 To be able to launch it, to keep it going to, and I think mm -hmm. just what we figured out is, is that it's really hard to come from another community into a community mm -hmm. and be able to do it. Now it's changed a little bit now, mm -hmm. but right. used to be, it's just hard. You don't, you mm -hmm. know, your kids don't know each other. Mm -hmm. You don't go to the schools. And so anyway, I mean, that lasted for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I think probably, Within the first month, we had went from that first service, and we probably got down to 100. Mm -hmm. And then I would say consistently for the first couple of years, mm -hmm. we were probably 50, 60 people, wow. you know, from the beginning. And I can just remember complaining mm -hmm. about it, like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, we really did mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And because the other part of it is, is that, how are you going to keep this going? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you keep a church of 50 people going? And what does that look mm -hmm. like? And I thought God wanted us to reach people. Mm -hmm. And and because we went through, part of the reason we lost so many people in the first month is me. Mm -hmm. You know, as people would come and they came from other churches and they, they would want a meeting right away. Mm -hmm. And so, again, you're planning a church, you're meeting with people all the time, and they're like, listen— I went to this church, I want this church to do this, mm -hmm. and I want this church mm -hmm. to do this, and I want you to know that if you do this, mm -hmm. you know, we'll give you, you know, we'll support you financially, mm -hmm. and if you do that, and I'm like, that's not the vision, that's yeah. not what we're doing, and they would leave, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I just didn't want to give in. Mm -hmm. Like, I just felt like if you gave in to all those people just to have it, that the mm -hmm. church would never last. Right. And so it just dwindled because people were like, well, they don't, they won't do what we want them mm -hmm. to do, you know? And mm -hmm. so we'll go find a church where they will. And, uh, so I think the numbers dwindled and I think they stayed that way because in the beginning church plants tend to attract a lot mm -hmm. of people that mm -hmm. are unhappy and think that they'll mm -hmm. be happy because mm -hmm. they can manipulate what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the numbers declined and, you know, we consistently were at low numbers. And at the time, Greg Miller, uh, my friend from Guatemala that we had went on a ton of mission trips with, you know, I was just talking to him about it and yeah, he was planning a church. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, how's it going with you? And he said, well, I went in this last Sunday and there was nobody there. And I said, well, what did you do? <laughs> He's like, I got up and preached. 
you're faithful. You just have God, to be faithful. And I'll never forget yeah. it. Like God didn't tell us to attract numbers. God said, be faithful. faithful. Mm-hmm. God said, get up and preach my word. God yeah. said, he'll draw the people. And, and again, mm-hmm. that has been a steadfast thing for mm-hmm. me is just to say, listen, don't get overly excited about mm-hmm. when people come because it's not you. And don't get overly critical when people leave because mm-hmm. it's not you. At the end of the day, God said he will grow his church. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is, is that if he grows it, the gates of hell won't prevail. Mm -hmm. You know, the gates of hell prevails against church all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, because man builds it and man puts things into place and man props up things. Mm -hmm. And then that propping up just Mm -hmm. goes away. I mean, at some point that, I mean, that's just not going to last. And so... Mm going through the hard times of mm-hmm. just saying like, God, if this is your church and we're going to do whatever you ask us to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is a little disappointing when mm-hmm. we don't get immediate results, mm-hmm. you know, for the things that we're doing. But I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for today that the people that were with us mm-hmm. stuck with it. were like, Hey, we're going to see it through. And, um, yeah, just, just keep pushing and, and keep going. And yeah, thankful for that, that we yeah. stuck to our guns. Right. They're like, this is going to be his church. We're going to listen mm-hmm. to him. And we've said it from the beginning. The only thing sacred at Life Church is Jesus. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so uh, everything else we can change, mm-hmm. move, do differently. If he tells us to do it, then, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going yeah. to do yeah. it. So. Yeah. So we came like six years into all of that, you know, and we brought, I don't know, maybe 150, 200, Is that how many maybe? people were here? Maybe. Hmm. We had one service. We were upstairs um, yeah. when we came and... um yeah. So, you know, the cafe had just started, you know, at that time, I think we came December 26th. And I, I remember kind of seeing it in the paper, I think it was like November-ish or something, maybe. It oh, opened, when the cafe started. When the cafe started and yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, let's, you know, talk a little bit about what that looked like. You know, how, why did you decide to put a cafe in a church? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the norm now, but then that really wasn't the norm around here. I mean, right. that's what a lot of churches are going to. So, right. you know. So, Is it like, like a lot of churches have like businesses in their church now? like, you know, coffee shops, bookstores, things like that. Um, I mean, we'll talk about champs here too, but I don't think a lot of them have gyms in their, their <laughs> churches. Um, you know, we are unique. Yeah. Well, cool. I think from the beginning, um, I have always said that I think the church is going to have mm-hmm. to be different, mm-hmm. not different in, um, the gospel, like the gospel's the same and scripture's the same, but I think, Churches had got into this competition of like, uh, like when we came here to plant the church, the new competition was who could have live music or like mm-hmm. worship teams. Like, so if you could be a, if you could be a church with a live, not a lot, you know, live band, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And playing drums and you had lights and you could, mm-hmm. you did a different service than what was traditional. Mm-hmm. People flocked to mm-hmm. it, right? Like that was a, And what I had seen for multiple years was just a, who could do it better? Who had the most money and who, whoever had that, the deck just kept shuffling, Mm -hmm. right? So people were here and then, oh, this church opened and they're so much better and they have so much more. And then they'd shift the the deck over there. But I don't know how much it was reaching people for Mm -hmm. Christ. So I said, long-term, if we're going to be able to reach people who don't know Jesus, I think the church has to start thinking outside of the Mm -hmm. box because number one, we're never going to be able to compete. You can't compete 
and nor do I want to. Like, I don't want to compete in the market of mm-hmm. who can do the best at everything. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to do things differently. So one of the differences that I saw was, is that they should use their building mm-hmm. as a community center that's open to the public so that people would see the church not as this sacred building that only certain people mm-hmm. could come to, but it was a building where everybody mm-hmm. gathered, right? And so the vision of having a big building from the beginning was, I want a place where everybody can gather. I don't want this, because if you make it sacred, you know what I mean? Like the idea that it's uh, it's different mm-hmm. than any other place, then what you do also is you create a sense of entitlement to the people that are mm-hmm. coming. Like it's our building, mm-hmm. it's our stuff. Don't, you know, I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever went to a church where, Nick, did you ever have this experience when you went to church where it's like, well, these people want to come in and, and use it and we got to charge them rent because they might break something <laughs> and they might get the carpet dirty and we can't ever let any anybody else from the community use it because what if they mess mm-hmm. up our stuff? Right. Yeah. If they're not a church member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're can't, out of luck. Yeah. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. what what kind of representation mm-hmm. is it to a community who doesn't know Jesus right. that you have these exclusive buildings that are probably nicer than a lot mm-hmm. of buildings in the whole community, mm-hmm. right? They have gyms, they have, you know, nice uh, kitchens, like they have a mm-hmm. huge ability to do it. But then if you're not a believer, mm-hmm. you don't ever get to walk mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. So could we create that? And then the other part was, uh, can we create something that makes it so that one, you could include men. That was always my passion. I thought that the church was struggling mm-hmm. to figure out how to get men involved. Mm-hmm. And part of it was, is I thought churches designed for women, mm-hmm. you know? And so like the way that not us now, like if you see our new stage design or new design podcast design, Jennifer and her team is now we have a <laughs> podcast designed for men, right? Yes. Yeah. I wanted it to look more like you. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it, but churches tend to yes. lend themselves to be more for women, right? And you didn't see guys in church. And mm-hmm. so, like, guys are motivated, entrepreneurs, different things. But how do you fit in if you're not a worship leader, mm-hmm. if you're not a Sunday school teacher, if you're not a greeter? Right. Well, business. I mean, that was my mm-hmm. passion, too, is that they could fit in with business. And so we had saw business for mission ideas um, when we were overseas. Mm-hmm. Like, churches that would start businesses, hire local people, give those local people the gospel, and then use the profits from their business to fund churches. Mm-hmm. Because in mm-hmm. all over the world, nobody's got huge budgets. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're planning they're churches right. everywhere, but they don't have mm-hmm. huge budgets to do it. And so we tried to be leases for a while. Mm-hmm. So there was a factory in the back mm-hmm. and the school was in the front. And we just so got what to- what school a, was in the front? Uh Indiana I, Tech. Okay. Yeah. So Indiana Tech that's now up north, mm-hmm. right? Don't so they, they use like the, this part over by the cafe or they use like all the conference rooms? All of the front conference okay. rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They used all of those and they would do school at night. And there was mm-hmm. an office here. Pam Feck was the mm-hmm. leader and mm-hmm. she had a office here and people would come in. And then there was a, a factory, mm-hmm. you know, in the back. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, mm-hmm. so we got to a point where I just said, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with, you know, the school and, um, what would it be Mm -hmm. like to be able to put in a cafe? Mm -hmm. And, um, so we just started dreaming about Mm -hmm. it and started to, you know, uh, try to figure out because the problem is, 
you know, cafes aren't big money makers, mm-hmm, right. but they're huge relational mm-hmm. gathering points. Mm-hmm. And so we knew we'd never be a Starbucks. We knew we'd never mm-hmm. be a drive through type coffee shop, mm-hmm. but could we create an environment where people could gather together? And mm-hmm. so the reason it's called the Cafe of Hope mm-hmm. is, is that we felt like if you came in through relationships mm-hmm. of the people that you would meet, the baristas, baristas that would serve you through the mm-hmm. conversations you have that we live in a hopeless world sometimes, mm-hmm. but you could come in here and you mm-hmm. could get or feel hope. And so our mm-hmm. first logo had said the cafe of hope. And there was like a coffee stain mm-hmm. on a napkin. And the idea was that you would leave this place mm-hmm. with the only hope that would truly mm-hmm. change your life, mm-hmm. which was the hope of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. And there would be mm-hmm. something imprinted on you and yeah. it might be through buying a cup of coffee and that mm-hmm. through buying your coffee, you know, or through the purchase that you'd use, you could help somebody else mm-hmm. come to know Jesus. And again, yeah. like everything we do, it was a rough start, you know, and getting in. So I probably shouldn't say what happened, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a rough start in the beginning, but mm-hmm. has evolved in a great mm-hmm. uh, opportunity for people from the community to come in and yeah. have totally enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing that grow and seeing the commitment that Life Church had to getting mm-hmm. a business going mm-hmm. because they took a lot of opposition too. Like, why would a church ever... Oh. Start a that, coffee shop. That was a hard, I mean, just the whole concept. When we started coming, it's like, I couldn't, even as I was a volunteer staff person at first, you know, we keep talking about like how we use our building. And I'm like, I could not wrap my mind around it. Why do we do this? But you right. know, now, of course, all these years later, I totally get it. I've seen all the fruit from it. I've seen people come to church because of it. Right. Relationships grow because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that was one of the first things I would come down here and always get my coffee, yeah. you know, and then it was just a great place to be. And then I started sneaking, doing little different <laughs> things, you know, that I would see would need done or stuff, you know, because it was just, it's just, you just feel, you know, you feel the Holy Spirit when you walk in the building. There's just something different. Well, and it's also cool. I mean, other churches who don't have the space that we have have used Mm -hmm. this, you know, as an opportunity to do meetings and small groups. And and, yeah, I mean, so mm -hmm. to me, it was, if we are going to be about Mm -hmm. kingdom work, Mm -hmm. right? So that, that's always what I said. I don't want to build an empire. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think empire building in church is ugly. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to build the empire of life church. I want to build the kingdom of God. And I want to know that life church was a part of Mm -hmm. it. Well, I think empire building is exclusive, right? You just Mm -hmm. do things that benefit Mm -hmm. life church. Church. And Mm What you have seen is, I mean, the Cafe of Hope, I mean, it was a huge sacrifice for Life Church to open up this building and maintain this building and keep things yeah. going. And, you know, to be able to say, like, this is about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's not about the empire. Mm-hmm. It's not about mm-hmm. Life Church. This is about, in fact, mm-hmm. there's still people mm-hmm. to this day that would be like, well, I didn't even know the Cafe of Hope and Life Church were connected, mm-hmm. which is fine with mm-hmm. me. You know, I don't, that doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. It's just that, I think it shows the vision behind it that we mm-hmm. weren't, this wasn't just about building up Life Church, mm-hmm. which is what I think a lot of people thought, you know, oh, you're doing mm-hmm. a cafe mm-hmm. and you just want, do you just want to trap people, well, uh-huh. right? Like yeah. you get them in here and you want to trap them into coming to your church. But mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. think that was, yeah. So I, the cafe, I love, mm-hmm. I still to this day, I don't even sit in my office to do all my mm-hmm. meetings down there mm-hmm. to be able to see people come in and out and mm-hmm. That's a great joy to see the building mm-hmm. being able yeah. to be used and yeah. So Yep. Yep. So seven days a week. Yeah, come seven in. days a week. Milky Way is the best coffee. So <laughs> come come get one. Yeah. So. Well, and again, it's just great space. It is great opportunity. Is. And don't forget that. I mean, there's a vision behind it. I've always mm-hmm. like 
I don't I shouldn't get on my Walmart kick in case anybody's uh I've just said one of the things as Christian people, this goes with it. Like mm-hmm. the idea is you need to buy with purpose, mm-hmm. you need to shop with purpose, mm-hmm. you need to do life on purpose, yeah. you need like not on what's comfortable and convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to do things on purpose. So part of coming to the cafe is you have to purposely want to come here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like very yeah. seldom is somebody driving by, you know, and but if you come here. You know, we just think because of your purchases, because of your mm-hmm. your opportunities to be here, because of the relationships mm-hmm. that you might build, like that's purposeful mm-hmm. buying, purposeful mm-hmm. and intentional time spent, mm-hmm. and uh, that God can just mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. you know, amazing yeah. things yeah. through that. So. Yeah, because like, you know, the cafe, you know, they did a thing a couple months ago where they gave all the day sales to Harmony Hope, right. Harmony Home. You mm-hmm. know, um, we have another small business that they, we sell her cake pops. So we're supporting right. them, you know, and then creative abilities, we can sell all of their things right. here too. So there's a lot of different things than just coming in to get for the cafe that you can support many different people. Yeah, like I, yeah, I mean, the purchases that you have and the things that you make, most of the stuff that you're buying has purpose Mm -hmm, behind mm -hmm. it. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's good. We just don't do things around here to do things. That's right. You don't want to be jacking around. Time is short. Time is short. (laughs) Right. Okay. So we talked about the Cafe of Hope. So Champs Academy. So I know the. Business left, LSI, I think was what it was called, yep. left. And then it's like, okay, now what do we do with Yeah, so this there was space? a lot of conversation around turning it into a warehouse. And I just, again, I keep thinking back at this, how many times the elders, I'm thankful for our elders mm-hmm. who put up with listening to me and uh, buying into my dreams. I mean... Because it could easily mm-hmm. went the other way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have had older teams that just been like, let's play it safe. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's not take some of these yeah. risks. And so when they wanted, you know, the idea was turn it in. And we tried to find that. Like, could it be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. space? But I said two things we need to mm-hmm. process. One, if God ever sees this grow, like we want to be able to, to move into a space to mm-hmm. be able to grow. We don't want to be able to have another mm-hmm. opportunity where we have nowhere to go. Right. And so, and at the time I was coaching football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my kids were going up to what's called AWP. So athletes mm-hmm. with purpose. Great. I don't know if it still exists, but at mm-hmm. the time it was a great thing. Like mm-hmm. you go up there, you work out, they do a devotion, they help these athletes get college scholarships, be centered on Christ, get um, better physically, Mm -hmm. you know, mentally, emotionally, and just prepare them for the next level. Mm -hmm. But the problem was, it was in Fort Wayne Mm -hmm. and it cost a ton of money, you know? And so I said, hey, uh, why won't we just recreate Mm -hmm. it? You know, so I got a group Mm -hmm. of people that I was coaching with um, and just says, Keenan Leakty, Austin Files, and me, and we were going to be in business together. And Mm -hmm. I said to Life Church, like, hey, We'll, we'll get it, we'll get it started, you know, we'll invest the money into it and we'll get it going mm-hmm. with the same concept. Like we want to reach kids, mm-hmm. right? So we want to get high school kids over and we want to bring them in and um, we want to be able to do the same thing. And it did start that way. Like we used to do, mm-hmm. bring them in, train kids. We used mm-hmm. to have the, the turf out there, unfortunately, mm-hmm. is from the Green Bay Packers <laughs> indoor facility. You know, so we put turf in because we used to have college combines here. Mm-hmm. So we would have kids work out. Colleges mm-hmm. would come down. They would meet with all of the kids. Mm-hmm. They would watch what they did. But again, like most things, and nothing against mm-hmm. Austin or nothing against Keenan, but they're like, too much work. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. Cost too much. You know, I'm out, mm-hmm. don't, don't want to do it. And so I'm like, 
Okay. Well, I tried to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And again, Champs has evolved mm -hmm. into what you see today, but the concept was always the same, right? Mm -hmm. The idea was work out or have opportunities for people to come in, mm -hmm. do things together to build relationships, have opportunities to, again, have people in your building that would no not mm -hmm. normally be here. And ultimately, whether it's true, mind, body, or soul, being able to help and introduce them mm -hmm. To Jesus mm -hmm. through group workouts or um, through events that that we would do, and mm -hmm. so it went from that, and then evolved into somewhat of a CrossFit gym, and then mm -hmm. we brought in another gym with, to work with mm -hmm. us, and that didn't work so well. But I think this is the key, and I think this is how Life Church has always been. We just keep evolving. Right. We evolve into the things that make sense. We mm -hmm. try to listen to where God wants us yeah. to go, and we just keep evolving into. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the same mm -hmm. moving into whatever it is that God has mm -hmm. and we'll continue to move into what we mm -hmm. think, you know, God, mm -hmm. where he wants us to be. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's evolved a lot from where it was. And, uh, when we brought Ray in, mm -hmm. you know, Ryan kind of took it and transformed it into what it is today. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of growing mm -hmm. it, uh, since then. And I think has done a phenomenal job again, mm -hmm. same thing. I mean, your, your money, you know, you're working out all that, the the profits that go to that, if there's profits in there, be able to go to be able to help people. They just did um, Amazing Grace, yep. you know, where they gave money back to Cancer mm -hmm. Center Services mm -hmm. as $1,500. And so that's yeah. the idea, mm -hmm. right? Continue to do things with purpose, mm -hmm. on purpose, and pray for opportunities mm -hmm. to give people Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's another, you know, business. Yep. And, and I think the thing that people need to, to realize is that, um, these businesses, mm -hmm. they do their DBAs, you know, so the cafe of hope mm -hmm. is a doing, you know, and champs Academy, it's all life church, mm -hmm. but we made them into those DBAs so that they could run separate mm -hmm. books and be able to mm -hmm. understand their profits. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the, the elders and the leadership of life church have made these decisions mm -hmm. to help these businesses keep mm -hmm. going as a mission. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think right. that's really important for people mm -hmm. to see is mm -hmm. that, you know, if it wasn't for, them buying into the vision that I had, those mm -hmm. they wouldn't be here, and mm -hmm. because it hasn't been easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't start no. off making money. Uh, no, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we would have to fund them. I've done the yeah. book since 2015, and we would have to, yeah, right. give them money every month to let mm -hmm. them go. But that was something that we. There's a, there's we, a mission. We, yeah, it was yes, a, mission, a mission, and we and believed vision. in what it was and mm -hmm. to build relationships with people. And so, yeah, we we did that. Right. So yeah, Life Church and the leadership of Life Church yep. has made it possible for both of them to keep mm -hmm. going and to grow into what they are today. But I just think it shows. I mean, a commitment mm -hmm. to to understand that mm -hmm. these are mm -hmm. just as important as what mm -hmm. you do on a Sunday morning. Yeah you know, from the opportunity of reaching people. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Yeah. But we'll throw a little praise in there because now they're sufficient on their own. We yeah. don't give them any money, yeah, no, you know, sure. and they can That's what I mean. It just to, evolved. It, yeah, it has. It has. And but like everything, it. right? Mm -hmm. And this is the key for everybody. And that if you've been checked out, you need to hear <laughs> this. If you want to see the fruits, you have to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to say, if mm -hmm. you're going to go into something and you want to someday see the fruit, mm -hmm. Without the sacrifice, you will never see the fruit mm -hmm. without it. And so anybody that's mm -hmm. out there that is on the precipice of making decisions mm -hmm. like this, make it with the decision. It's going to cost you mm -hmm. a lot. And it's not just financially. Mm -hmm. It's emotionally. It's a strain. Mm -hmm. It's time. It's mm -hmm. all of that. And so when you make that commitment, mm -hmm. make that commitment. And that's been, again, the reason that Life Church still exists today is mm -hmm. because people— 
were willing to say, like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to count the costs. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. putting the time in. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. understanding that, that God has a plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to buy into a vision, mm-hmm. you know, that that says that, that God's mm-hmm. had a plan and I'm mm-hmm. going to go down this mm-hmm. road. And because it does not come mm-hmm. without cost, mm-hmm. you know, and it hasn't came without cost. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just wanted to say, like, I'm thankful mm-hmm. for people who believed in mm-hmm. You know, because that's what it takes. Like if you guys are out, if you're out there today and you want to help somebody, like you're a guy that's been there and done that, like, and you want to help some of these young guys get going. I mean, that's the thing. Be somebody that will stand beside them Mm -hmm. through the journey, encourage them through the journey, support Mm -hmm. them financially through the journey, because visions only come because people sacrifice Mm -hmm. to be able to, Mm -hmm. to make those things happen and evolve Mm -hmm. with it and encourage through Mm -hmm. it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, so I guess through the years, you know, we've started out with one service and then we went to two services and like three services and then we moved down to champs. And, you know, so what did that kind of look like when you made those decisions to go to different services? Was, there, was it just more attendance numbers or were there reasons behind? What's the funny thing about, I don't know if Nick remembers this or maybe you remember this, but um, we were at two services uh, upstairs. Mm-hmm. So we, again, we'd grown, um, and the upstairs wasn't very big anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't remember if maybe we could put 200 people in no, there. No, three, 350. Yeah. On a Sunday? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh yeah. I don't ever remember wow. us stuffing that many people think so? in there. I think when we started the church, we bought 275 chairs. Okay. Probably. Okay. If I think we have like 250 of those great chairs. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think there were more than that. They're around. Anyway, either way, I think we used to, I think we we used to be set up for like 225 to 250, (laughs) you know, or otherwise people would be out in the no man's land. Yes. So anyway, so we were at a place where, um, and this has kind of been consistent Mm -hmm. for life churches is that. In the beginning, you were naturally uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's weird as crap to come to a church with 50 people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So there was this natural, mm-hmm. if you're coming or if you are a staff member, and mm-hmm. I said, hey, Nick, and hey, Jennifer, you need to be mm-hmm. reaching people, and we need to be able to figure out how to reach mm-hmm. people. And you'd be like, I know, this is. there's not enough money, there's not enough people, there's, you know— we're just not doing it. Well, then the church started to get some people. So mm-hmm. if you get that 150 or you get to 200 people, I felt like the church was getting way too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think even people coming, like this mm-hmm. is part of a problem is when you mm-hmm. come to a church and there's only a few people, you're like, I better invite my friend. This mm-hmm. is weird, right? So if you come into a church and you see like, oh, there's, you don't think you need to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that you need to invite. Mm-hmm. And so I just told our staff, and you might have been in that meeting, I'm like, we'll just make everybody uncomfortable mm-hmm. again. So do three services mm-hmm. so they come to church and there's still mm-hmm. empty seats. Yeah. And I think at the time, we just told everybody, every single empty seat inside of a mm-hmm. church represents a soul. Mm-hmm. And don't ever forget that. When you walk in here, so if you didn't see any of them, we'll just make some. Mm-hmm. So we'll make it so there's empty seats. And yeah. so we went to three services, and I didn't know that was— the concept behind mm-hmm. it was a great idea to make mm-hmm. people uncomfortable and remember that our job will always be the mm-hmm. same. Three services was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I would never go back to doing three <laughs> services, preaching three services, yeah. the poor worship team Amen. for three services. You didn't get out of here till like one thirty or two o'clock mm-hmm. during the, on a Sunday afternoon. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know that that was the best idea, but mm-hmm. Anyway, the the concept has always been the same. How do we create environments where the people that are coming Mm -hmm. would understand why they're here? 
right? So you can come and you can get filled and you can listen, but at the end of the day, you need to invite, you know, and our number one marketing tool. And I, and that's, we've talked about this as a staff, like we can do some marketing, mm-hmm. but let's not replace what the marketing that Jesus told us to do, mm-hmm. which was live a life mm-hmm. for Christ, show people Jesus, and they'll be attracted mm-hmm. to Jesus, right? Like we can do marketing, but the best marketing out there is Jesus. So just mm-hmm. show him to the world yeah. and people will come, yeah. right? So don't, don't forget that part of it, but mm-hmm. creating environments so that we could continue to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was somewhat of a skeptic because we had grown, you know, because you, churches go through phases mm-hmm. of popularity, mm-hmm. you know, and so we were, and it's just funny when people said this all the time, like, oh, you guys are growing, but it's because you're the college church. Mm. I'm like, well, is that a bad thing <laughs> or a good thing? Because it would be. I mean, I bet we used to have 60, 70 college students uh, every maybe Sunday. Maybe even more than that. Was there? And we had a lot, they were highly invested a lot of oh, them yeah. and serving. And, yeah, yeah, and then the summer great... would come and be like, whoa. whoa they're all gone. <laughs> we can tell they're gone. Like you guys thought you were good and then the college you know, this, kids yeah. left. But brought tons of energy, yeah. you know, but then over time you be, you're not mm-hmm. the college church, mm-hmm. you know, and... Yeah. So some of those things just the ebb and flow. So mm-hmm. I'm always a skeptic of like, is this just another, mm-hmm. like you're, you're growing for a little bit you're not going to grow. And then, yeah. you know, when we got to the point of COVID, mm-hmm. which was a huge, yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to start with COVID other than the fact of I don't really watch TV or the news. And I can remember coming into a staff meeting and I think the question was, what are we going to do about COVID? And I'm like, What's well, because they were telling us we had to shut down. I mean, this was coming and you're supposed to shut down. And what are we going to do? Like, are we... What's COVID? Yeah, I didn't even know yeah, it. True. Yeah. I didn't know what yeah. it was. So, yeah, yeah. you guys I mean, were like, saying, hey, what are we going to, how are we going gonna... to prepare? Yeah. And there's a lot of things yeah. that happen, you know, inside of all of that. And I think in the beginning, nobody really knew, you, yeah. you know, what it was going to be like. But the further it went on, mm-hmm. you know, the more it was like, Hey, this is an Ebola. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to bleed out if you touch right. somebody. And again, I'm not saying any disrespect of anybody that lost loved ones right. from COVID. It, I, I get that it was a real thing, mm-hmm. but we came to the, to the place where I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. this isn't China, mm-hmm. you know, and we should be able to open up our doors and nobody has to come. I mean, at mm-hmm. this point, what was so cool about mm-hmm. it is I had went to Nick a year before COVID mm-hmm. ever hit. And I said, Hey Nick, create an online platform. Right. That's not Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Facebook Live, but I used to hate. Mm-hmm. Like people would make these weird camera angles. They're too far away and you can't hear anybody. And the worship sounds like mm-hmm. garbage, you know, and they'd be like, hey, we're online. And I'm like, I know. And you look dumb. dumb. Right? Like it's so <laughs> terrible. So, I mean, I, Nick had worked on it for a long time. Like Nick had worked on the concept of truly creating mm-hmm. a online church, mm-hmm. a place where we could talk back and forth, mm-hmm. a place where our worship wouldn't sound stupid, mm-hmm. where we could have different camera angles mm-hmm. where we could like, so, I mean, Nick had worked a long time to get prepared mm-hmm. for life online. Mm-hmm. And I think we had launched it for six months before COVID, Nick. I don't remember. No. January. Yeah, it was January. Like, oh, really? Six weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It but long. you had been working on it for a long time. Yes. Me and you sat down in 2019 in January. And we started talking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah, a year. Yeah. Yeah. So you had been working on it a long mm-hmm. time. So we were prepared anyway yeah. and had been going down that road anyway. Mm-hmm. And so when we got to the place of, okay, what's our options? And I'm like, 
Well, that you could open up, but you had to have X amount of space. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. And there's just no way we could mm-hmm. do it. And I said to Nick, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know how you've been asking to move down to Champs and buy new <laughs> equipment and get us prepared? How about two weeks? <laughs> I don't remember. It might have been a. It might have been a couple more than two weeks. No, no, that was about it. It wasn't uh-uh. much because uh-uh. I'm like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. We're gonna open up, and I again I had said out of respect to the staff, like mm-hmm. if you don't want to come, I completely understand mm-hmm. it. We'd say to the people, if you don't want to come, yeah. I completely understand it. But at the end of the day, I feel like when they were letting essential mm-hmm. people stay open, I'm like mm-hmm. the most essential thing you could ever get in your life is right. Jesus. And yeah. so we're going to be open, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to do it and nobody has to come. Mm-hmm. We're going to have it online. And, um, yeah, I just think, I don't know, like, but when we opened up and started doing church down at champs, I just mm-hmm. feel like things have grown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they have grown monumentally, mm-hmm. you know, through that. And, and I do think that, there was an interest of like when Sherry was sick Mm -hmm. and then, you know, me preaching through, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole, yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about it, like that whole journey. Yeah. I mean, mean, that was, I was just telling one of my good friends, I'm like, you know, she sacrificed for the church to grow. Oh, you know, and you walk the walk. Now I'm going to cry. So I got my Kleenexes. (laughs) You walk the walk. You know, and you preach through all of that, Yeah. you know, and people saw Jesus through you. And it's like, if I ever have to experience that, my faith has grown mm. because of that. I'm not fearful of things. I know yeah. God's got it all. He's got a plan. And I'm not worried what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. But it's watching you, you know, go through all of that and seeing how God worked in you, you know, and I think that's what attracts people. You're the real deal. Yeah, I think I think you know? everybody here, the thing that's cool about life church is authenticity. Yeah. You know, we are all our own people on a journey, trying to understand Christ as a staff, as, you know, a leadership team. Just we're people that are trying to go down that road. And so I think yeah. there was this solidification. You know, it's mm-hmm. so cool that so two weeks ago, baptism Sunday. Mm-hmm. Trying to yep. yeah, two yep. weeks ago, fifty some people got yep. baptized. Brady sent me a text afterwards and did I already tell you nope. this story? Mm-mm, no. So when the kids were small and the church was terrible, mm. when I say the church was terrible. It just wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, nothing was happening that was working. Mm. Um, and you remember the, the story in scripture where the prophet comes up to the widow and she's out of oil, mm. you know? And so yep. he says, go get jars. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so they went out and collected a bunch of jars. And the idea was, is that, the oil kept coming until mm-hmm. the jars ran out. Mm-hmm. And I said to my kids, like, listen, mm-hmm. here's the thing I want you to understand about what's going to happen. And this is what you're going to see from me as a father and from your mom and from this church. We're not in charge of the oil, mm-hmm. but we're going to collect the jars. And we're just going to keep putting jar after jar after jar after jar. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the only thing that stops the movement of the God is faith of people. Mm-hmm. You know, and that if we have enough faith to keep putting out jars, if we have enough faith to just keep saying, God, mm-hmm. we want more. God, we want more. God, we want more. And God, we trust you for more. Um, that faith, God says he's going to keep filling the jars. And so yeah. from the beginning until, and still where we are today, mm-hmm. to this day, we're still putting out jars saying, God, keep filling it up. Mm-hmm. We're keeping to trust you for things that don't make any sense, yeah. but we're going to keep putting them out there. And he sent me, he's like, dad, mm-hmm. I just want to say, um, 
how proud I am to be mm. your son, mm. to know that you and mom mm. were people that just kept putting the jars out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that mm. that's awesome. You know what I mean? And mm. that, to me, is what has made Life Church so cool yeah. is because... You know, I have lots of dreams and I have lots mm-hmm. of things, you know, like big ideas, but the staff of Life Church are the one putting the jars mm-hmm. out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The people that have been here are the people putting the work in. Mm-hmm. Like I can only do so much, mm-hmm. you know, and it would have never been possible. Like I dream a lot mm-hmm. and think a lot and mm-hmm. throw out five bazillion ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that's frustrating, mm-hmm. but but the no, staff, it's but, not frustrating, is it, Nick? <laughs> Never. <laughs> but, the staff, but the staff of Life Church has said, okay, we'll put the jar out. Yeah. You know, and we'll put the jar out and we'll put the jar out. And I just think for those that have mm-hmm. been here who keep putting the jars out yeah. for a long period of time have just watched God. Mm. Yeah, not fill. So I think that was part of it is, is I do think that there was somewhat of an authenticity through you know, mm-hmm. Sherry being sick. Mm-hmm. And I think through, uh, Sherry's death, mm-hmm. you know, of, um, you know, again, proud mm-hmm. of my, my kids got up and spoke, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to preach her, you know, her funeral. And I just think for, I think for people, there's this mm-hmm. like, you know what, there is this authenticity. We say one thing and mm-hmm. we do what we say mm-hmm. to the best, you yeah, know, to right. the best of our ability. Yeah. And so I think some of that mm-hmm. has been, good for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've at least heard that from people like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. through all of that was good for my faith, mm-hmm. you know, and good for, you know, the things that are happening. So I just mm-hmm. think during whatever has happened during that COVID time and then what's continued mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to happen, I think that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're at the same point today. I mean, we're full, mm-hmm. you know, and what are we going to do and how are we going to, mm-hmm you know, keep Mm -hmm. processing because we don't want to, I mean, we don't want to ever stop reaching people. I mean, that's, we're going to continue to do, which I thought was Mm -hmm. cool. Nick, did you hear this about the guy at the work release that got baptized Mm -hmm. in the sink? Mm No. Yeah. So this last week, so kudos to, Mm -hmm. again, Nick's behind the scenes. He doesn't get enough credit for all the Mm -hmm. stuff that he puts together to do. So just the impact that Life Online has had. Mm -hmm. So Nick set it up where they could do it out at the Work Leash Mm -hmm. program. And uh, I got a text after the service Mm -hmm. that, hey, there was a guy out there and they've been watching. And we send a group of guys Mm -hmm. out there to worship with him. He's like, I want to get baptized. Do I need to go to the church? And Ernie's like, you don't have to go to the church. Let's (laughs) go to the sink. So he takes him over to the sink, gets a cup of water, pours it over his head. And they're all celebrating. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that that Mm -hmm. we're praying for. Like, That never existed before. I had somebody to come up to me um, after church this Sunday. I said, hey, I'm from Detroit. Mm. My son goes to HU. I just want to tell you the life online has been a blessing. Mm. I watch it every week. I get a group of people that come together. We watch it together. Mm. It's been transformational for us. So understanding to think outside of the box, to never stop Mm -hmm. reaching people, never stop giving opportunities for people, never stop Mm -hmm. with the idea that while you still have breath, it's, we get a chance, Mm -hmm. you know, to give Mm -hmm. people hope. And I think that's what's been so cool. And what you're seeing at life church is people that are just like, let's keep trying anything, you know, whatever it is, let's try it and see Mm -hmm. if it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's great about you. It's like, we mess up. It's okay. Let's try something else. (laughs) Because it's like me. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the grace like, of being able. And that's yeah. what I said. That's what's so cool about being here is, is that mm-hmm. we've had some really great ideas that, mm-hmm. you know, and they mm-hmm. turned out like crap. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, thanks for trying them at yeah. least. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. yeah. So, so I guess what's your biggest challenge then? Um, you know, through 19 years. Hmm. Yeah. So I think a couple things. Mm-hmm. So the, um, probably the, the hardest and the greatest part mm-hmm. is um, bringing people in that you uh, that are on staff at Life Church. So this is one of them, mm-hmm. and leading them probably different than they've ever been led in their mm-hmm. life. So I think that mm-hmm. has been a great challenge because I think it gets misinterpreted sometimes mm-hmm. by the way that I lead. Like, I think sometimes my leadership gets interpreted in ways that I don't mean it to. Um, and so that's been challenging because I've always said the greatest gift I will ever have at Life Church is being able to watch the people that are close and closest to me grow in their relationship with Christ and turn into not what I want them to be. Like, that's the thing is, is that I never wanted to hire somebody that it was just to do my bidding. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we need somebody, fill mm-hmm. a spot, we have a list. Yeah. I wanted to hire people who love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we do start with a list, but most people that are here probably mm-hmm. don't have the same job they started with. I don't. I know Nick doesn't <laughs> either. So And that was that's yeah. hard mm-hmm. and good at the same time. Yeah. You know, and it's the challenge of all of that is is that mm-hmm. I just want to know you mm-hmm. and what God your heart is and what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. What's God doing? And how do we make you into the best version of you? Mm-hmm. And then the job, I mean, yeah, we'll get it done. I mean, yeah. we'll figure out the whole job part of it and making it all work. And so mm-hmm. that, that's that been challenging to learn, you know, I, and learn mm-hmm. together, right? Mm-hmm. But that's more of my leadership style mm-hmm. is, is that I just want to get to know people. I want to love people well, and I want mm-hmm. them to see themselves, you know, the thing that always stuck with me is I read a book one time that said, you know, the reason that Jesus could call Cephas Peter mm-hmm. is because he saw Peter in Cephas, mm-hmm. right? Like he saw the future. Mm-hmm. He saw what that person's going to be. Mm-hmm. He saw the beauty and what they have. And I want to be a leader like mm-hmm. that. I want to see, mm-hmm. I want you to see yourself the way mm-hmm. I see you and the way that God sees you mm-hmm. because that's way different than the way you perceive mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. or even sometimes the way other people perceive you. Yeah. You know, you've, you've done that with me, you know, you know, 13 years we've known each other, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a, been a while. It's been yeah, a while. been a while. Um, and we always say what I was when I started here, when mm-hmm. I came in the door is not what I am today. Mm-hmm. And I remember a conversation it was probably like four years ago or something like that. And you're like, I see you meeting with more people. Mm-hmm. I see you doing that, you know, and God's revealed that. And that's one of my greatest joys, right. you know, and you, you do, you always spend time trying to figure out who we are and help guide us down those, those paths, you know, and if something's not working, it's like, okay, well, what do you like? How can I help you navigate right. and, and do what God's calling you to do? So we don't have to stay where we're at. Mm-hmm. We continually can move, move around and, yeah. Yeah, and bring people in and, and to help us, you know, when. And I think this is the, this is hard, but like mm-hmm. when I would say. We say this in Discover Life. Like people want to know where where's Life Church going. Mm-hmm. I said the the greatest, most impactful, transformational stuff that Life Church mm-hmm. is going to do is yeah. in you. Yeah, 
I don't know. I don't know. I know where I know this Mm -hmm. life church will never, ever shy away from reaching people Mm -hmm. to the best of our ability, teaching them Mm -hmm. and sending them back out to do like, that's never going to change. Like we are always going to be passionate about the three chairs. We're always going to be passionate about saying we need to be reaching Mm -hmm. people who don't know. We are going to be passionate about discipleship. Mm -hmm. We're going to be passionate about being missional. Mm -hmm. Like it's important to to Mm -hmm. stay missional. Mm -hmm. That's always going to be how we get it done. Yeah. I don't know. I I think the greatest thing is, is to, Mm -hmm. to open up the wealth Mm -hmm. of what God made you to Mm -hmm. be. And saying, just use it on purpose and let's see what God does. Instead of, I think the church tends to lean towards, we have a lot of great ideas Mm -hmm. that we need to hire Mm -hmm. people to do. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I would just much rather do what you're doing. Like, I don't know, what's God saying in your heart? What is... Mm you know, what, what's happening. And I do, I think some of the most Mm -hmm. impactful things that Life Church have done have come because of somebody's heart Mm -hmm. of saying like, this Mm -hmm. is what I see God doing. And this Mm -hmm. is what I want to be able to do. And Mm -hmm. they've just seen incredible impact. And we've just been like, how can we help? Mm -hmm. And what can we do? And how can we, you know, come behind you? But I just think for me, that's also a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. To to convince people that when you come here, mm-hmm. if you want to really see lasting change, dream. Yeah. If you want to see lasting change, open up your heart to be used by God. Mm-hmm. If you want to see lasting change, instead of somebody else telling you what to mm-hmm. do, listen to what the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit tells you to do, mm-hmm. and then we'll help you get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't think mm-hmm. that's easy for people. No, it's not easy. You know, and I can think of four things that we've done because of people, you know, mm-hmm. just off the bat. Like, you know, we did a prayer walk because Chris Jackson wanted to do that. Yep. We did running with Christ because Jim and Ellen Nunley wanted mm-hmm. to do that. Yep. We have hands of hope. That's part of what yeah. we do because of mm-hmm. um, of E. Blackburn. Um, and then just even like the laundry ministry mm-hmm. came out of brainstorming with me and Julie, like Wilson, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. so it's like. Chuck yeah. Davis doing the ride for Christ. I mean, when he does that and right. I mean, that was his idea. Then that is his I name. I don't know what you're talking about. What's his, that's his name, isn't it? Tomlinson. Chuck Tomlinson. I said yeah. Davis. Sorry, Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he did the blessings yeah, of the bike, right? Bike. Because, hey, yeah. this is something we love. This is something yes, we want to do. Yes. He's excited about it. They're adding other people to it. Yep. You know, and yeah, just been tons of stuff. And yeah. if we forgot you, but yeah. 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 New people come to the church like I ride and they're, they're meeting. Yeah. Any, right. anything to build relationships. You know, yeah. And I just think, like I said, I think the, whatever, God has put on your heart. I think mm-hmm. those are going to be the best things yet mm-hmm. to come, but I think it's the mm-hmm. greatest challenge, mm-hmm. but it will also be yeah. my greatest. Uh, we're going to be doing a series coming up called legacy, mm-hmm. you know? And so my, my greatest joy mm-hmm. will be able to, to say that because of what I did, mm-hmm. that I could watch people grow, watch people become who they are, yeah. not what I want, yeah. you know, not what I want to mold them into. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's the key of a legacy. Mm-hmm. A legacy isn't turning somebody into you, mm-hmm. right? I think that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Like part of the problem in legacy is we want people to be like us because we're effective with our time. We're mm-hmm. effective with our money. We're effective. And I think the greatest legacy that you could ever leave on this earth is helping other people be who God created mm-hmm. them to be. Like, I think that will be the great, I think that will last forever Mm -hmm. and ever and ever. And you can see it in raising your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, every kid is different. Mm -hmm. And so you raise them in a way to create a legacy, Mm -hmm. right? Who did God create you to be, Isaac and Brady? Like all of them. What did he create you to to Mm -hmm. be? And I'm going to help you Mm -hmm. get that done. That Mm -hmm. 
is a legacy that I think will just last forever and yeah. ever. And that, um, that that's what I want to mm-hmm. see. That will be my greatest accomplishment in life is that mm-hmm. if I could help other people be who God created them to be, the mm-hmm. best version of themselves, I think that'll be a legacy that will last mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. that I'll be super excited, yeah. you know, for in my life. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. That kind of goes into like, so what's your favorite memory then? Um, wow. So... Yeah, to pick, I'll just put it in some overall terms. Sure. I mean, some of my some of my favorite um, memories of life, church, mm-hmm. have been um, the moments where the church came together and did some things, like the first mm-hmm. cowboy church we ever mm-hmm. did. Like that. That's a yeah. Huge, you talk about that a lot. I know. <laughs> just because, again, it was so cool yeah. to not to to get a church to convince mm-hmm. a church. Mm-hmm to not do church on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that you could convince people to do that and, you know, and convince an elder team when we don't have enough money anyway. To take a Sunday off. Yeah, to take a Sunday off. Like people don't give on a Sunday morning. To be able to see that, that was was cool because Mm -hmm. I think that solidified this idea is like we are creating a group of people at Life Church Mm -hmm. that we don't just say we're going to think outside of the box, Mm -hmm. like that we are going to... And Jim mm-hmm. Nunley, then who did Running for right. Christ, yeah. was at, mm-hmm. you know, the first cowboy church. Yep. So that that was just cool memory. Mm-hmm. The baptisms, mm-hmm. I mean, can you ever, right. I mean, baptism Sunday from the first to where we are mm-hmm. today, they are memories of, mm-hmm. um, that you just never get out of your mind. Baptizing yeah. my children, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. being able to see my children uh, be baptized mm-hmm. and watching them, you know, on their journey. So just lots of, lots of memories of just people mm-hmm. watching people do things, watching mm-hmm. people grow, you know, yeah. being proud of, you know, the steps that they've mm-hmm. taken. I think that that's the the gift that Life Church has given me yeah. is being in the lives of people, mm-hmm. knowing where they were 19 years ago. Yeah to where they are today, knowing where Courtney came on the first Sunday, mm-hmm. right? She was one of the first mm-hmm. people to come to Life Church and to where she is today and mm-hmm. what God's done in her life and the challenges that they've been mm-hmm. through. But it's somebody that mm-hmm. you still have a relationship yeah. with and that you can watch and that you mm-hmm. can see. And so, I mean, 19 yeah. years worth of being with people mm-hmm. and watching them and creating memories with yeah. them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if one specific. No, that's okay. Yeah. So knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself when you first started? (laughs) Never, never give up. The same thing I would tell everybody is is that longevity and leadership Mm -hmm. is not something you see anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you're in a job, you know, and I get it. Like there's times to change Mm -hmm. and there's times to move and there's times to do things differently, but don't give up too early. Like, I think there's times in our lives yeah. where it's like, I mean, everybody that's worked here has wanted to give up. I mean, I don't <laughs> Multiple know. Multiple times. <laughs> I don't know one person that has worked at Life yeah. Church that hasn't said, this is too hard. Yeah. This is too difficult. There's lots of challenges, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, mm-hmm. not for anybody that has left. I don't mean that. Right. But for those that have stayed and been around and have watched, some of, mm-hmm. you know, what you're seeing today. I mean, I, I don't know how you just don't sit back and be like, I mean, look, we have a good God mm-hmm. 
doing great things mm-hmm. and you're able to see, and I just think it's going to keep mm-hmm. going, mm-hmm. you know? And so longevity and leadership, like stay around mm-hmm. long enough to see the mm-hmm. fruit. Um, and especially in the church, mm-hmm. I just think that too many pastors moving on, mm-hmm. too many pastors losing focus, mm-hmm. too many, you know, leadership teams shifting people mm-hmm. all the time. And, and again, I just think it's a lot of giving up or, you know, a lot of quitting too early and you don't get to see it. So mm-hmm. I would just keep reminding myself back then, mm-hmm. you know, don't give up, mm-hmm. keep working hard. It's worth the sacrifice. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. you wonder. You have those seasons where you're kind of like, gosh, this is so hard, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden God does something and you're like, wow, yeah. I'm glad I was still here to see that. Yeah. And I you know, know for me personally, I've never... I've never had a desire mm-hmm. to go to another church. Mm-hmm. Never had a desire to preach at another church. I've never had a desire to, yeah, I want to, I want to preach here till they lead here until they fire me or I croak, mm-hmm. you know, one of the two, because yeah. this is just my home. Yeah. You know, these are the people that I love. These mm-hmm. are the people that have yeah, just been with me through a long journey. Mm-hmm. So it's been mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So what does the future look like? What other MR business for missions that you would like hey, to do or anything? We talked about this the other day. I've been trying to sell my, <laughs> the church should buy rental houses mm-hmm. idea because again, conceptually the things we're always trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Like I think conceptually the church in the future is going to have to continue to think outside of the mm-hmm. box. Like, I think that um, church as usual, because just as mm-hmm. an example, there is no competition on who has the best worship team mm-hmm. now. I mean, yeah. you're either Elevation Worship or us, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> hey, I mean, I or, we're pretty good. No, 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 I don't. You know what I mean, though? Like, a lot of people have great worship teams. Yeah. A lot right. of people have live worship. A lot of people use lights. A lot mm-hmm. of people, yeah. you know, it was way new back then to mm-hmm. do screen, put things on screens. Mm-hmm. And like, that was just all. Mm-hmm. Listen, that that day you're either going to be at the highest level of production at some of these like mm-hmm. huge large churches or you're going to be where I, we mm-hmm. are today. Yeah. And although that might have attracted people, that's not what's attracting people today. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what's bringing people. Before mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, I could bring, you know, somebody to church mm-hmm. and it's not weird because mm-hmm. the music's more like what I listen to on the radio. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's the answer today. Mm-hmm. I think... Mm-hmm. The, an- the reason that was the answer before is that a lot of people grew up in a home that at least talked about church, mm-hmm. right? So they had been in church, they had tried a church, they were probably bored with mm-hmm. the church. And so when somebody said, come to a church, it's not boring, mm-hmm. that worked, right? So yeah. a lot of people came. Now we have a generation of people that have grown up never being mm-hmm. in a church and would see zero need mm-hmm. to ever walk in the door, right? They're right. not like, I didn't. It's not like I didn't like it and it was boring. Mm-hmm. I never went. That's and it right. had it had no value. Yeah. I see no value right. of it. There's no reason to go. Mm-hmm. So I think the church is mm-hmm. going to have to continue to think outside of the box mm-hmm. on how we're going to reach a generation of unchurched mm-hmm. people, people that don't know Christ and how to be mm-hmm. able to, to give them hope. And I think that that can be done in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. But I think more business for missions. The whole idea of the mm-hmm. rental house was if you get a rental house and you get people in, it creates them great opportunity um, you, for relationship, mm-hmm. like gives us the opportunity to be in relationship mm-hmm. with the family that's there. 
to make it so they're not, mm-hmm. you know, like renting from a slumlord, mm-hmm. you right. know, which is sometimes the case. Like you rent yep. from people that don't take care of anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's renting from somebody who'll take care of you. Not only keep your house nice, but mm-hmm. mind, body, soul. Like mm-hmm. we would, you know, help you, give you opportunities to come down and work out, come to your house and fix stuff, be able mm-hmm. to help you with mentors for budgeting mm-hmm. and finances and, yeah. you know, just, just putting things together. And so trying to find people that would buy like seed houses mm-hmm. and give them to the church to mm-hmm. say, Hey, you know, here's a house, mm-hmm. get it started. And, you know, you can start putting people in it. And cause I know there's a need for, you know, uh, transitional housing, mm-hmm. which a lot of people right. are doing and, uh, housing for men and women, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking just regular families, mm-hmm. families that are trying to get on their feet, families that are struggling to get by. Mm-hmm. These would be great opportunities mm-hmm. um, from a business mm-hmm. permission standpoint mm-hmm. to be able to do. But mm-hmm. I think for Life Church, you know, for the future, we're going to have to just continue to press into what it is mm-hmm. that God wants mm-hmm. and try to be obedient and open ourselves up to new platforms Mm -hmm. and new opportunities to be able to take the gospel Mm -hmm. out. And uh, I think some of the stuff that's happening, we're doing online. You know, I think some of the stuff that people are talking about doing outside of the church, I think some of the things that you just talked about, Mm -hmm. that people who dreamed of stuff and did Mm -hmm. things that uh, weren't necessarily like scripted things that you're going to do every year that are a program of life church. They're just things that people do Mm -hmm. and we're going to support them. I think Mm -hmm. you're going to see people come to know Christ in those ways. And excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. So as we like continue to keep growing, you know, and not going to go to three services, you know, you know, what does that look like? You know, someone had asked us, you know, are you going to buy a different building? Are you going to plan another church? You know, what do, I mean, may not even have an answer for that yet because we do, we, we, we process things and we wait for God to move, you know, and, um, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would love at some point, I know this isn't on Mm -hmm. the table anywhere, so nobody freak out when I say this, (laughs) but I've always, I want to do a Saturday night service Mm -hmm. because I do think that there are people that Mm-hmm. work on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. like the working yeah. professionals that are yeah. in hospitals or nurses or mm-hmm. people that are Sunday morning workers that you'd have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's always out there to process. Does mm-hmm. that give us an opportunity to mm-hmm. reach a group of people that yeah. we haven't been able you know, mm-hmm. to reach or be able to do? Um, I think there's always the idea of how do you continue to transform the space in champs mm-hmm. to use it to the best mm-hmm. of our ability um, mm-hmm. and make sure that we you know, grow into that mm-hmm. right first before we'd ever, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, be able to expand the building. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that for us, it would be trying to use all that we have first before we would ever, mm-hmm. we'll never move. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to say mm-hmm. never. Yeah. I guess if God <laughs> says we're going to do it, we'll do it. But uh, it would have to be, an, again, an act of yeah. God. We yeah. wouldn't be like, oh, sell this building and go. Mm-hmm build a building somewhere. We love the downtown. We want to be in the downtown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we're Mm -hmm. here for a purpose. So we want to continue to do that and stay here, Mm -hmm. you know, for those purposes and Mm -hmm. um, maybe add on to the back of it if we had to Mm -hmm. um, continue. I, again, continue to think about what are other opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's a lot of churches today that are uh, closing their doors, Mm -hmm. you know, so we've processed, 
you know, and talked about because we have online capabilities, mm-hmm. do we go into those places and, mm-hmm. you know, help them get going and, you know, pipe our service in. And I don't know, I think yeah. there can be multiple different ways to continue mm-hmm. to do it. But mm-hmm. at this stage of the game, we're not mm-hmm. going to move. We're not adding on yet. We're going to try to continue to mm-hmm. utilize mm-hmm. the space that we have to the best yeah. of our ability. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't really have any more questions for you, but is there anything that you've thought about that we didn't talk about that you wanted to share as you've been, you know, processing this podcast? And why this you know, thing again? Um, I I wrote this in my journal this morning. Uh, like, thank you, God, for not giving up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me was a. Uh, because I've made a lot of mistakes in 19 years. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, yeah, I was trying the best I could. Yeah. Um, I look back on it and yeah, there's some things I just did wrong. Like some things that I thought was right and they weren't right. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for a God who doesn't give up, you know? And so um, that for me was just a huge thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thankful to a family who would support mm-hmm. it. Uh, which is another huge mm-hmm. deal. Like you don't just plan a church and not cost you a lot mm-hmm. in your home, yeah. you know, and from your kids to your wife and just like everything that, mm-hmm. you know, Sherry had to put up with and, and getting mm-hmm. it done and, and seeing, you know, some of those things. So just a huge thank you. And again, mm-hmm. thank you to Life Church's staff. I mean, uh they are the backbone of mm-hmm. what goes on here. They're the ones that, you know, you guys are the people that make all of these things work. And mm-hmm. you guys are the people that are are making it all happen. And I'm thankful that I can come to a church where I can dream, mm-hmm. that I can allow God to speak, and that I work with a staff of people that for 19 years have put up with me saying, mm-hmm. hey, I think this is what God wants us to do. <laughs> Okay, I mean, how do we do that, right? No, I know. Like, <laughs> I don't think people realize what a special mm-hmm. environment and a hard environment Life yeah. Church is. I think it's special because mm-hmm. I think it's just we see the fruit of, like, listening and mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. But it's also hard mm-hmm. as crap to, mm-hmm. to do that because, you know— uh, yeah, I mean, getting calls on Saturday night saying or Saturday mornings like, hey, this is what I need and this is what I think God wants us to do or, hey, Nick, you got two weeks to move to champs. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have a special group of people that are willing to mm-hmm. to go down that road. Yeah. And I and I just say all the time, I, I can't wait, you know, mm-hmm. for – because as a preacher, you get way too much credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I get way too much credit on – you know, because I'm just the guy that people see, you know what I mean? I'm the guy that's up there and I can't wait for the day that I get to meet you guys mm-hmm. in heaven with all of the people that you reached. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be, I'm going to be running to the gates mm-hmm. with them, you know, of the people that because of what you did behind the scenes, because mm-hmm. of what you did and the work that you've been put in, like I'm going to come running down the road mm-hmm. with the the people that were in Nick's corner, the people that are in Jennifer's corner, the people that are in Corinne and Rayanne and Tammy mm-hmm. and Taylor, like just all of the people, Michelle, like the people that mm-hmm. you just did it behind the scenes and you worked as hard as you could and you did and you, you don't always get to see it. You don't right. always get the people coming up like, oh, we just love your teaching mm-hmm. and we love what you do. Like I mm-hmm. hear that and it's very encouraging, but can you think mm-hmm. of the day, you know, that, that I'll be able to be in mm-hmm. heaven and I'll get to run up with all of those people being like, see, mm-hmm. I told you, 
Look at this. Like It was worth it. Look at this. Like, I know you can't see it now. I know it's hard to, to put into words. I know that you're struggling, but look today, mm-hmm. you know, and then have all those people giving you hugs and saying thank you and, yep. yeah, just knowing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's the reason that I've been here for 19 years, the reason that I'll be here as long as, mm-hmm. you know, God wants me to be because mm-hmm. uh, that's a huge mm-hmm. gift to be able to work in this environment. And I honestly mm-hmm. don't think you could find this anywhere else. Like, I don't think working with the people that I work with in the groups, mm-hmm. the things that we do and the way that we do things, I don't think I could go in another church and be able to lead the way that I lead here. No, you would never be able to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are your own creature. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But that is a true gift that we even get, yeah. you know. So I know I'm going to speak for the whole church because we are thankful for you. Mm. And I'm. it's interesting you said, you know, thanking God to let you be in this position, you know. Mm. Because how many people's lives have been touched? It's not just because of you. It's because of all of us, too. All the people who have been here, how many lives? And if you would have gave up early, you know, six years in, if you would have gave up on year four, I wouldn't be here. God wouldn't be using me in this way, you know, and all the things that we've all had to go through, you know, and I personally know sacrifices that your family had to make. You know, Sherry and I were close. I mean, I was close with your kids. I mean, our families were close. And, you know, so it's like. Yeah, you could have not said, I'm not doing that, but yeah. you did. You did it, you know? And so, yeah. So, you know, thank you for continuing to fight the fight when it's not always easy. Yeah. But it's always worth it. Always worth it. Always worth it um, yeah. in the end. And so, yeah. So, yeah. Well, so, uh, so again, thankful. thank you to Life Church. Thank you to everybody. I hope we could continue to celebrate more birthdays and more birthdays For and more sure. birthdays. And yeah. Yeah, just to be able to to continue on uh, with the process. Mm-hmm. And thank you to everybody that's been a part of it. And thank you for all of you guys that have joined us on the roundtable. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, do you want to put the number out there? Are we still doing the number thing? Yeah, we just didn't do okay. it. Well, we kind of did it last week because we wanted questions. So hopefully we answered some of your questions okay. that you submitted um, today. So, yeah, we'll have guests on every week. So if you want to submit um, a question um, to us, when I let you know who that person is, you can um, text podcast to 260-408-8383. And then we'll try to answer those questions to them. Yeah. So. Yeah, and don't forget when the clips go out, like, share, comment, get it out there. Go to our, you know, uh, leave us a review. We'd love for you to leave us a review um, uh, on wherever you're listening to the podcast or watching the podcast. If you're listening, make sure you go onto YouTube and watch at least once. You can see the new setup. (laughs) You can see the new deer head. You can see, you know, the hard work that Jennifer and Nick have put into getting this going. Cause I love it. And we got a cow skin rug. I mean, mean, we are all, we're we're in. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.